0: Welcome to the Contact Center Cactus Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Malvin, and I know I always say we've got a special guest. We have an extra special guest today because we have the very first person that I ever hired that started this all 10 years ago, Keisha Aguia. And so welcome to the show and uh, thanks for being a guest today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: All right. So today, you know, because we talk about on the show, outsourcing, customer experience, managing a call center, and so, what better person to bring on the show and interview than Keisha? Because uh, the story I like to say is, um, besides her being the very first employee number one, she was—I made her director of company culture like crazy early on in the company, like when we had like 20 employees. Uh, and so, that has been so key to the growth and retention of the staff here at PACBiz because she's the person that helps make the culture what it is today. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today is company culture and how it impacts the customer experience, how it impacts the call center, the turnover. And we're gonna share some stories about what you learned and what you've experienced working with me and, and being the first person at PACT is, uh all these years. And so, uh, yeah, you read it?
1: I am excited and it has been really like, a wonderful journey, amazing journey, I would say, for ten years. Um, so yeah, let's get started. <laughs>
0: yeah, and I think it's very fitting. This is the <laughs> last uh, episode that we're recording of the eighth anniversary series. Uh, I'm getting ready to fly back home to Dumaguete. Doom, uh, I'm here in Dumaguete, and I'm getting ready to fly back home to Phoenix uh, in just a couple of days. I spent the last three weeks out here, and uh, it's been. As always, an incredible trip, you know. And uh I was talking about it with uh the other my co-host Jake uh just a, a little bit ago, about how these trips when I come out here, it really helped me reflect because when I'm at home and I'm in Phoenix, I don't really see you guys. Uh, I mean we, we're on Zoom, but it's not the same. And I'm always thinking about growth and what's next and you know, like well, we're both like that. We're always thinking like many steps ahead, but when I come out here, I get a chance to reflect and to really see like what we've built. And, uh, you know, after eight years, it's pretty incredible, you know, looking back at it. I mean, so yeah, like we're, I mean, well, tell me about your journey of the last 10 years.
1: So yeah, Eretz just mentioned eight because I've worked even for, we started, uh, biz, So before Biz It has been an interesting story that I had with Eric and how I really started with working with a company. So Eric and I, we both love photography and yeah, we've been chatting about it. I was, I was still in college at the time. So I'm fond of taking photos and then, yeah, just one, it was like one night. Eric chatted to me, uh, Hey, um, did you know that I'm, I have this taxi business in Phoenix and. I need somebody to take calls. If you know anyone from the university, and I said, "Oh, I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't have any friends actually." So, and yeah, it was just from you know intuition. And I said, "Oh, I, I'm, why, why not just me? I'm gonna do it." <laughs> so that was how uh, it started. Um, I was finishing my. College that time, and it's interesting how the universe would conspire because I was like, you know, you need to have a, a plan. What you're gonna do with your degree, and I, I really didn't know what I want to do with sociology, but I had to, you know, I had to set something, my direction. So I said, oh, I'm gonna teach. Uh, I'm gonna teach in the university. I'm gonna take masters, which I actually did while working with a of that time and yeah and i was in that state of you know uh, state of questioning what what i'm going to do so that's the time that you messaged me or did somebody and said oh okay i i, I jump in and then
0: timing is um, everything <laughs> yeah
1: right timing and so it was perfect timing and i started working with eric
0: thank you for saying <laughs> yes cuz I mean, that that could have all fallen apart. If you wouldn't have stepped up and uh, we didn't find anybody, like, we didn't get this thing going. I don't know if we'd be celebrating this eight year anniversary today. So um, so that's the journey, like that's how we got started. You know, the call center thing, uh, the taxi business actually just, it struggled a bit. Uh, we, we ended up shutting it down a couple, like maybe a year and a half after we started the call center out here. Uh, So what was that like? Cause you were there when things like shut down. That was your job. We were paying you for, you know, not only you, but we brought other people in. Like we had, uh, Rusty was that, was she there at that time yet or no?
1: Yeah. We were at like, um, yeah,
0: like five people,
1: three people. 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 And Jake, Ryan, I, yeah. Yeah. And Rusty.
0: Some podcast co-host here.
1: (laughs) And Rusty's a four.
0: And then Rusty, who's our QA manager. Uh, right. and the, the core of some of our leaders here at PACT is, that's how we got our start. And they started out on the phones. Um, but what was it like when you found out that we're closing down the taxi business, there was a lot of uncertainty? You're like, I, I don't know, what were you guys thinking here?
1: Right, so I, I took a break for, you know, it was a, the, like the first time I really took a break from schooling. And it was three months. For me, and then Eric uh, found an opportunity to work with a taxi uh with these like, these local taxi in Arizona, and what was it like for me was like um, I was in that <laughs> you know crossroad again because taking calls was probably like the last thing I would do <laughs> when i when i, when I, I um volunteer to take calls for true path, but yeah, there's a reason why I just did that without thinking. Uh, and yeah, if you remember Eric I actually told you that I'm going back to uh to my hometown.
0: I do. And I was like, How are you gonna keep working with me there? And it's not gonna
1: right. work. <laughs> and it was the start of um you offering me about, or you got this uh because I know Eric you always have this thing about company culture, and that was the time when he offered me to do um, marketing plus a like company culture. So I said, "Okay, I'm gonna stay and try that." <laughs>
0: so, yeah, cool. Then yeah. so there we go. 2015, uh, we started this, and uh, I think one of the keys to success over all these years is me giving you no direction. I don't, I mean, I give you a little things like, Hey, can you do this or that? But for the most part, I'm not really telling you how to run company culture. I'm just like giving you the complete freedom. just, I think my, I don't know what I've exactly said, but if I were to guess now, I, I think it was probably something like, let's just make the job fine. Let's make it a great place to work. And you kind of took it from there. Right. I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't think I gave you a lot of direction.
1: Right. That was it. They said, oh, do something um, fun for the company. Um, so that was the only thing like, they said to me to do. And, you know, in the Philippines, you don't really focus, like most of the companies, especially BPO, they don't really hire the, like, it's really like rare for them to hire somebody to do company culture. So it's like yeah, a, really a special job. Um, I don't know what you had in mind or your vision about where the company is going. But for sure you'd have something oh. uh that you had in mind that you want maybe you wanted to have to provide this happy workplace for everybody. And it was a, a so yeah, just told me that and um I figure I I figure out my own how I'm gonna do this. <laughs> but as i always say on the um the employee presentation uh i, I would always say that it's your, the company culture is your mission yeah how true is that
0: it is true. yeah we like i think one of the inspirations for starting pacbiz was that uh you know i grew up coming out here i didn't live here but i grew up in phoenix but you know, I I, got an opportunity to come out here and visit maybe every five or so years. And some of the biggest employers out here are call centers. And I got to hear stories. We had family that worked at them. And I'd hear stories about how they treated the staff. And, you know, like people, I always hear from our staff here that you're not just a number. And, you know, when people are just a number and they're just not really even human anymore, they're just like, they're easily replaceable. You could swap them out. And so if you don't value the employees, you know, there's a lot of weird things that start to happen without going into too much detail on those stories I heard about, I thought there's gotta be a better way to take care of these employees. And you know, we, how can we make this a job that they love and how can we make this a job that they don't We Like, I don't want, I, for me, if I were to work at a place, I don't want to keep moving around every six months. Like there's something wrong with that job if I'm leaving, uh, or you know you're trying to change careers. That's one thing, but when you're going job to job to job and it's a revolving door at that office, so you go in and you know everyone else is also moving in and out. Something's wrong, and you know whose fault is that? Who has control over that? That those are decisions purposely made or not made. They're they're either doing things or purposely not doing things to make that not the best job and you know I think uh we were doing the workshop yesterday and I think it was one of the quotes on there if you're an employer you have an obligation you have a responsibility to make sure that the people working for you are excited to come to work every day and because like they eight hours a day that's a I mean people spend more time at work I feel like than they do leisure time during the week you know you wake up you get ready you go to work you come home and then you got a couple hours of hanging out, you go to bed. And like, that's what it feels like many times. So what are you doing with your life if those eight hours, that big chunk of your day, Monday through Friday, or in on our case at PACBiz, you know, we're 24 seven. So you could be working all kinds of shifts. Like if that's not a positive experience, that's a big chunk of your life. And you know, I want to I I be happy. I want our staff to be happy. So that was kind of like my, my motivation Was like why not make it a great job? Why? What can we do to make it a great job? And I can't be here. I live in Phoenix, and so I wanted to give someone that responsibility. You that responsibility. Okay, what can you do to make this job fun? How can we keep this? You know, a really great place to work. And you killed it at that. So yeah. Uh, So thanks for sharing that,
1: Erica. I've been wondering, I'm curious uh, what was behind that <laughs> um, job uh, position. But, you know, a lot of companies, they wanted to have this, you know, mm-hmm. company culture, and I think a lot of company companies are doing that now than before, right? But I just want to share a basic experience that during COVID I attended this, like a uh, workshop with the culture champions. Oh. yeah, and then one of the, the struggle that they have with culture, although they have this they want to be like known for that is support. And and it's a struggle for them because um luckily for you it's coming from our, you know, the founder. So you get like all the support you need. So you're
0: saying the other call centers, the people that have your role in other companies, they're not getting support to do all the things that they need to do to make culture amazing. They're like, you could have this job, but you don't get any resources, you don't get a budget, you don't get people, you don't have any ability to do much. (laughs) So like, Mm -hmm. what are they left to do? Like potlucks, the, you know, I don't know what.
1: Well, yeah, Um, so it's hard for them to implement uh, like what they wanted to have in culture so the, these companies would have, like, guidebooks, like, uh, because one way of sustaining culture is, you know, the, I always tell people that I'm a culture builder, you know, building this culture, and it's just a tiny part of the success. Uh, it's It has to be. It's as- more than a tiny part. It's a big part. <laughs> yeah, it it is. A, of course, it's a big part, but one of the like really challenging part is the sustaining, and that that's where support comes from the, um, uh, from the leadership or from the founder, otherwise, it won't. um,
0: it's, so it, it takes a top down approach. Yeah. You're not going to build culture by your agent saying, we're going to make this an awesome place. It takes leadership it takes everyone bought in from top to bottom. Otherwise then it's just the agents, you know, like those staff leave and it's gone but you need it from top to bottom. So yeah, that's a good point.
1: Yeah, so yeah, it's, so it's one thing that made Pappas unique is it's coming from, from the CEO himself, of having this mission, like providing a good place to work.
0: Yeah, well, and,
1: thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: so, you know, we we talk about core values here probably not enough on the on the podcast but at Pact is we have core values of family, respect, teamwork, compassion, and personal growth, and it I almost picture your face every time I think of personal growth. I think of your face and Jake and Rusty and you know several other people that have been with me for many years and now are leading the company, uh, and but you've grown so much. Like not only in your role and you know, you've stepped it up as we had five employees, 10, like as we kept growing, you kept keeping up with it. But I don't know. I just got to see so much growth from you personally. Like I, I do remember you being pretty shy. Like, <laughs> could you imagine if I would have asked to do something like this, like no, 10 I'm... years ago, <laughs> it wouldn't have worked. Right.
1: The, it's a big, no, sorry.
0: <laughs> so
1: another chance.
0: Yeah. Uh, so how much did this job help you grow personally into, like, who you are today?
1: Right. So I've I've grown from the role itself because I, I started very young, like, at twenty twenty one, and I, I already have this big role in the company, company culture. I think I'm already called company culture director, like, maybe at 23, <laughs> when I shifted to, like, hub, having this job full pack. So, yeah, that's one thing because in the b p o uh, most of the employees or the my colleagues they're senior already they they were and uh, in the b p o company for before we used to just take five three to five years with experience right, and now they help very young <laughs> and so uh my girls started with uh how do i um you know Make myself credible at that least
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and it's it's been a long journey because those people that that has that were that had stayed um with a company uh, from that time they were already like working uh we're already working together and uh, I don't want to say that that that, <laughs> that some of them like um I doubt uh, uh, my ability with uh, culture because, first of all, it's not, as I said, it's not a job that they, it's offered anywhere, even in the uh, in the whole Philippines. But I'm glad to start that, uh, to see that they're starting to, to hire uh, their culture uh, roles th- these days. So very are ahead of that. And so, yeah, so adjusting. And always, um, and also the interesting thing that uh, this role um, provided me is meeting interesting people because on on LinkedIn, they see that I'm the director of company culture and it's interesting for them. What is that? Mm -hmm. So my growth comes from most of my growth comes from that opportunity to meet these like individuals who are. Change makers is they want to, they wanted to also be doing, you know, providing a good place to, to work. Yeah.
0: That's true. You know, yeah. I, I think I've met some of the most interesting people. You've introduced me to some of the most introducing, uh, interesting people here in Dumaguete that I'm like, oh, how do you meet these people? <laughs> and, I, you know, I, I'm so grateful that you have the opportunity to use this as a platform to be able to to bring those people in and bring them into your, your universe here. Uh, because yeah, like some of them, like, and it's, it, it's not just interesting people, but you've actually helped bring really talented people to pack this. Uh, I, I think, I don't know, Benzie, our videographer, who's had such a big impact these last couple of years, I think you played a big role in him coming here, right? Or did you find him?
1: Uh, right. right. Uh, yeah.
0: But there's a lot of examples of that.
1: a lot of examples, yeah.
0: Like because you found, or not even just people that are working at Pactas, but uh, maybe it's a resource. Like you brought in people, like, like, well, Toastmasters. Let's talk about Toastmasters, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good example because you didn't go on your own and do that just yourself. What did you go do with that?
1: Oh yeah, uh, it was like during when we. Uh, we were just starting in the old building and I just mentioned that to our general manager, you know, Miss Pippin, that oh, this would be a good, like, um, I know this program and this would be a good, like, training for those who wanted to do improve their communication skills. And so she searched it up and then, yeah, and then she shared it with um training um, and then the, the training manager also know about it. And yeah, we, we started our, our own, which was BB speaks that, that style. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think it helped a lot of staff gain more confidence. You know, we, we've got people that have to talk to clients and it could be pretty intimidating for them. I know for me, even for myself, like in the early days of the call center, like big companies would intimidate me. I think these days I could probably talk to, I could put anyone in this chair and I'll be fine but that wasn't always the case. You know, I, it took, it took many years, over eight years of, of talking to so many business owners and getting comfortable knowing we're all just humans. Like there's no reason to be nervous or shy or, you know, like we're all just trying to do what we can in this world. Uh, and they're not caring about the stuff that I'm thinking about in my head too, but you've really, you know, helped help. Like, I know there was a lot of uh, employees that have went through PB speaks and have, and I, and I know many, like even some account managers too, that they've gotten their confidence and they're better speakers to clients because of that. So, I mean, and that's not even, you could sit that under the culture umbrella, but I mean, that could be a responsibility for training. That could be a responsibility for someone else, but you took that and you brought it and you've made it a thing here at Pacton's because it, it wasn't even I I don't think they had like the closest, Place where they actually have a chapter is Sabu, I believe. Right? They don't have a chapter here in Dumaguete, but we made it happen here. <laughs> yeah,
1: and interestingly, one of the like, the speakers we had was from. It was because of Toastmasters masters that I that I was able to bring him here to speak about, you know, self. I think she he spoke about fear, something those kind of topic. It was because it was masters, but you mentioned about like the bringing great talents to pack this because uh, Demoguete has been a hub for these basic talented, um, you know, artists, and yeah, it were, that was that was true. Uh, I actually, um, I think we we because we were both a like, visionary, and, and just to share this story about uh, how I, I brought our videographer. And so we fired this videographer that we had before, and I was thinking that oh, there's a lot of uh, more like I've seen those talented videographers before, and I've I've thought about this person, uh, where is this person now, or these people, Um, and yeah, um, and that's how we we brought like Benzi, and then Benzi brought his like friends too to work. Pact is
0: the, the ripple effect. Yeah. And then if you weren't here, I don't, I mean, you would be nowhere close to where we are today. So, uh, and just bringing just from that alone, we, I mean, we could keep talking and we'll continue to keep talking about the impact that you've made Pact is, but, uh, yeah, it's just really incredible how many different ways that you impact the is that you probably don't really think about very often <laughs> Yeah.
1: Because I usually like say, uh, yeah, I think uh, there's so much like, uh, because you know, the times are always changing and I think there's like pressure. We like, how do I keep up with the, <laughs> uh, with this like changing times and be able to, for us to stay relevant, right, to the business or uh, having our company culture still uh, relevant to the, 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 younger generation. And, and I'm glad that we had like Grogues as a, uh, one of our core. So thanks for, um, I'm glad that they made it to the top five.
0: <laughs> I had nothing yeah. to do with that. They, we all voted on it together here at PACBiz. Uh, and it really was the staff and all the employees that came up with that. I'm only one vote. We had hundreds of other people trying to decide what are the top core values. Yeah, personal growth. And I, I love that that's one of the values too. Because again, like I said, I, I think of you, I think of Jake, I think of uh, a lot of the leaders here that have stepped it up. Like they, they said yes to me really early on. We we're a much smaller company. And I if if uh, I think if they knew what they were getting themselves into, they might not have said yes right away, or they might have reconsidered and been like, I don't know. this. <laughs> Uh, but you guys did say yes, and you you guys have grown as the company has grown. And now we're a lot more organized. Like today, uh, I mean, the last two days, we did strategic planning. We are actually purposeful now. And in that growth, you know, we talk about how we're going to get there in the next year, three years, 10 years. We have three month goals that were lined up to get to the year goal, to get to the three year goal. We weren't doing that before, but now there's no surprises. Like we all know, okay, we're, this is what we're trying to do. Back then we have no idea. Like there was no, like we we're just like, we want to grow. There was no, no plan necessarily behind it. <laughs> it's just, and that's what happens when you're in a growing company. You don't really, you just keep going, keep moving ahead. It's like, what happens? How do we do that? So, well, uh, that I think will be it for episode part one. And I still have some more questions to talk about with Keisha here, so don't leave yet. Don't run away. Okay. We're gonna come back. And so in the next episode, I'm gonna to talk to Keisha here. We're gonna talk about how does she manage company culture at a company where no more employees were in the building and you couldn't actually see each other. So I wanna I wanna talk some more about that. And I got a couple other questions. So. Uh, So, come check us out on the next episode. We'll be back in two weeks with part two uh, with Keisha, our director of company culture. So, thanks again for being here, Keisha. Thank
1: you also for having me.
0: All right. We'll see you in uh, two weeks.